You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Good morning and hello, kids, and welcome to season three and episode number 122 of The Daily Beaver here on the Cryer Media Network. Today, recording day is Thursday, May 18th, 2023, and it looks like it's going to be a gorgeous day here at the Beaver Lodge. And for some reason, we didn't get the rain here yesterday that was expected. Oh, well. Um, I'm your host. The Eager Beaver, pronouns he, him, he, Mr. Beaver, eh? And with me, as always, is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Good morning, Kit Hugh. Good morning, Kit Mohan. Kit Grappling. Uh, Kit Ellen. Kit Linda M. Good morning, Kit Jillian and Kit Dan. Uh, good morning, Kit Elaine and Kit Ellen and Kit Janet. Lovely to see you this morning. Thank you for joining us. Um, of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Pepper Master. The Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. We have a Thursday morning nibble for you, but first, let's say hello to Mr. Grizzly and ask him, sir, how's your mental health today? Well, good morning, Mr. Beaver. I am what I am. I am what I am. I'm uh, what I am, and I am what I am. I'm Popeye. Popeye the yes, Sailor Man. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, I I really had a hard time waking up this morning. I just, honest to goodness, the alarm went off at five, five ten, it till six thirty. I just laid in bed and kept hitting snooze. I just couldn't wake up this morning. And I get up to uh, realize that I didn't make coffee, so I've I've got half a cup of coffee. So. And I didn't really have time to make coffee, so it's like, well, I'll just have to wait till I get into the office. I'll just be dragging my butt. But it's a very busy day ahead for me. We've got another day two of a very big production we're doing at work. So um, hopefully things go a little smoother than yesterday. Technical hiccups. But that's the nature of a live production. There's always things that go a little bit askew at the last minute, you know. So I'm actually, I'm in good spirits. I'm just really tired just really tired that's it i'm i'm in the same boat i'm really tired uh the two nights before last night was short and then last night we're celebrating my sweetie so that it was another short night so it's three in a row um my eyes are burning (laughs) as we're talking uh and i'm moving a little slow uh oh kit tavi g uh beaver just needs a magic mirror i always wanted to hear my name when i was a kid but nope oh well There you go, Taffy G. I there see you. you. 
<laughs> uh, we have Kit Dan started up. I don't think uh, Fran ever called my name. No, she never called mine either. Um, we've got Kit Dan that starts put out uh, the comment, gotta get up, gotta get up. And when I hear that, all I can think of is that black box song right on time. Yeah. Gotta get up, gotta get up, gotta get up. Ah, ah, ah. Vocals by um, uh, Lily to Holloway. Lily to Holloway, thank you. Yeah. Yes, the legendary Lily to Holloway. Who was yeah. ripped off by a lot of artists for a long time as presenting yes. their work as theirs when it was always hers. Yes. But let's face it, that woman's got the pipes. Mm. So she can just open. And I saw an interview with her once, and it's like, like, like you can just open your mouth and do that. And she just sat there and went like, right on time. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, she doesn't okay. need a warm up. It's just a natural yeah. gift. Yeah. It's just love that. There's nothing like being in the club. And so um, <laughs> we, should, we should give a shout out to Hugh and the gang who are doing the, what is the 20th fish fry, 20th annual fish fry, I think. Yes. Doing this morning. Um, and it's a charity. A cha- Boy, I can't. It's a charity event, I believe. Uh, correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Yes, he says they've cleared over two grand yesterday. Nice. Yeah, so good, 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 good. And now we face a mountain of dishes. <laughs> oh, it was yesterday. I thought it was today. Yeah. No, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody... Yeah, and then somebody's talking about beaver tails. Num, 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 num. Um, yes, and of course, uh, yesterday too, we uh, we missed it, uh, but uh, it was the International Day Against uh, Transphobia, Homophobia, and Biphobia. So, um, oh, that was yesterday? That was yesterday, yep. Wow. So, um, I, I, I mean, I, I assume I saw stuff across my Twitter feed that from 19 hours ago, so I assume it's yesterday. Maybe it was free for today. Uh, I, I don't actually know to be done, but I think it was yesterday because I think I remember Kit Pete, uh, um, uh, putting the hashtag Ida Hot Bod or something like that, which is International Day Against Homophobia. Yeah. It comes to Ida Hot Bod or something. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, to all my fellow rainbow people, we see you. Glad you're here. Stick around. Cheers to you. Yeah. All right. Um, in the headlines, there's lots going on. Uh, the PM is in Asia. Um, Canada is still burning. Um, inflation numbers are out. Uh, we have a lot to touch yeah. on. Uh, did, did you yeah. see the thing that came across Nate's feed? Nate Pike, his feed. Oh, uh, there was. I, to be totally honest, I'm a little behind because yesterday okay. was about my speedy and rehearsal. But Fair I think I, I think I know what you're talking about because about the firefighters. Yeah. Brutal. There's there's people who have. Uh, they get paid. They, they volunteered to fight the fire, but they do get paid. But so they've been sitting around ready to go for a week and nobody's tasked them out anywhere. And there's, this is a crew of firefighters prepared to fight the wildfires in Alberta, literally sitting around waiting for instructions to go somewhere. Now you have to understand when they volunteer for this, like I said, they get paid to fight the wildfires, but when they volunteer, it means they're taking time off of their, Yes. They're, they're not they're getting paid job. right now. They're sitting yeah. around waiting to be tasked out, not getting paid because they're not fighting the fire. They only get paid when they fight the fire. Kind of like how flight attendants don't get paid while the aircraft is loading. They only get paid when the doors close and they push away from the, the jetway. So they don't get paid until they start to fight the fire. So they're sitting around waiting to go out and fight the fires, but nobody's tasking them out. So mm. Alberta is burning while Danielle's fiddling, literally burning while Danielle's yep. fiddling. Yep. Yep. And, um, I think that, uh, that's the situation that we're faced at the moment is that with the premier, we're in a situation where the question is, or the election question. Now, this is one of the reasons, for example, why I keep on saying I like longer elections than 28 days because this one happened as the fires were starting mm-hmm. and I'm sure there are other topics to discuss in this election. I'm sure, for example, the people in Calgary who are not particularly threatened by the fires right now, the smoke is there though, the smoke's there, but they're not particularly threatened by the fires. Um, and that's the battleground. So you've got two premiers still trying to hold an election. You've got elections, Alberta saying, um, there's no way we're changing the date of this election unless something way more catastrophic happens in certain areas that are affected. There'll probably be changes in terms of polling dates and 
you know, polling stations at which people can vote and all that kind of stuff. But for the overall majority of the province, their their ability to vote is not going to be affected by this. Um, so you've got a situation where uh, the only subject really being talked about is the wildfires. Mm-hmm. And you basically got uh, the election question basically becomes how is Danielle Smith in an emergency? And unless she completely and totally screws the pooch, she basically has a 28-day platform to look completely statesmanlike mm-hmm. by the other person. Now, whether or not she's doing this successfully or not, is one thing. Um, but if that one was a 50-something day election, they'd be able to talk more about the, more than just the fire. Mm-hmm. And you'd be able to see Danielle Smith more than just 28 days. You can sort of wallpaper over stuff for 28 days. Well, and there's... Maybe. You know. This one's a little harder because this is a particularly uh, hotter and more intense blaze uh, that a lot of people have expected. But, uh Yeah. I mean, you got the campaign question right now is how is she an emergency and people are getting to see her uh, in action. And uh, there are certain communities that are saying it's like there's no planning. It's like we've been abandoned. You've got these pictures of the firefighters. Uh, You've got her uh, bragging in the initial days of uh, telling people on the inside that uh, they got a little insider information (laughs) like a forest fire when we're evacuating or evacuation orders were stock tips or something. Um, uh, I mean, it doesn't look that great, but then on the other hand, uh, you know, there are 2,500 firefighters across the ground, uh, on the ground, all over the place, and she's calling in for help from other places, and they're coming in, and um, at least she's uh, not being her usual self with regard to the Prime Minister, when the Prime Minister, um, Prime Minister uh, on his way to Asia, actually planned a stop in Edmonton that was not originally planned to stop and uh, talk to the people uh, taking care of the fires over there and get an update on the situation before going. And he did meet with uh, Premier Smith at that time. Now, normally you would expect a conservative premier to go, I can't believe he didn't have time, but she was like, nope, uh, we're all good. And he's given us everything that we've asked for, which I did not expect from her. <laughs> to be totally honest, given that there are a bunch of people saying that uh, he, like, you know, they're like one step away from saying he personally was in the forest lighting a match. Mm. <laughs> right? So, um, yeah, we'll see how this works out for her, but it's, um, it's not a context in which, uh, Rachel Notley has an opportunity to be her best. Like this, because Smith has this platform as the premier. And she can't compete with that. So uh, I'm not sure how it's going to go. You have a different polling like we talked about. Uh, We've got Abacus and we've got uh, uh, council polling saying that the NDP have a 10% lead. Uh, You have other polling that say that it's the UCP that have an 8 to 6% lead. Uh, But in one of them, uh, which was really interesting, one of the polling companies uh, that reported just yesterday, I believe, showing that the UCP had a big lead overall. The data still showed, however, that in Calgary, even though um, it was Angus, Angus Reed, I'll show it here for you, Mr. Grizzly, because mm-hmm. it's a little easier if I, if I show it. And I'm sorry for people at home, but we have a graph here that has four bars. We have leaning and decided voters. And in that one, it says the UCP's got a 51 to 43 margin with Angus Reid. In uh, Calgary specifically, though, it shows that the NDP is leading 49 to 46, and that's the battleground. In Edmonton, the NDP is leading 56 to 38, and then Alberta, other than Calgary and Edmonton, the UCP is leading 64 to 31. Rural, ru- oh boy, I'm going to have a trouble saying this, rural battleground. Yeah. So, as we mentioned, rural goes UCP, Edmonton goes NDP by wide margin, and then the battleground is Calgary. And right now, it looks that Calgary uh, is going NDP by a small margin, even though the UCP leads provincially by 8%. Mm. That's, why, that's why you can't look at the top-line numbers, right? you got to look at the regions, got to look at the districts, and the same thing happens federally. So even in a poll that shows the UCP leading by 8 if you break it down to Calgary. So... yeah. 
it's really impossible to tell who's actually got a lead because you've got one set of polling showing that the NDP is way far ahead and you've got a whole other side of polling that says the UCP is far ahead, but then you've got to break it down into the Calgary numbers. Did, did you ever think in your lifetime that a political provincial election, uh, uh, political provincial, of course it's political, Paul. Wow, see how tired I am. Did you ever think in your lifetime that a provincial election in the province of Alberta would have the NDP Serious. I mean, I didn't think they'd ever win, and they did. But they're, you know, they're back once again, seriously challenging the current crop of well, they want to call themselves conservatives, but they're not conservatives. They're not. They're mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you have, when you have long-term, long-time conservative supporters in the province of Alberta, prominent members, prominent uh, representatives, coming out and saying. I'm voting NDP because these people are not conservative. They're Mm -hmm. not. And Mm -hmm. we keep saying it. We're going to keep saying it until people learn it. They are not progressive. They are not conservatives. They do not have your interests in mind. They Mm -hmm. don't. And the one thing that I'm finding interesting is I'm not saying, maybe they're being made and they're just being made locally, but I'm not hearing a lot of expressions of sympathy from anybody conservative for the people. No. I'm seeing Pierre go around blaming the government for starting the fire, but I'm not hearing anybody talking about, oh my God, Albertans, you know, we need to yeah. do something for them. Apparently in Alberta, it took like three or four days for the UCP to actually mention the people who were suffering. Well, here, here's, here, this, <laughs> this was the, the thing in the breakdown from Nate Parker. Uh, please, please keep anonymous. The volunteer firefighter procurement is a complete mess. Fully cross-trained firefighters have been ready to go since last Monday. We were called by... A-E-M-A, Alberta Alberta Emergency Emergency Management, Management, to confirm certifications but receive no job description, pay scale, deployment information, or timelines. We've had our bags packed and trucks ready for over a week, and we can't even get confirmation if our applications were approved or not. Some of us have lost thousands of dollars being on volunteer standby while the province burns. And here's another one from Jordan Wilkie. Uh, Jordan Wilkie is a... um, MLA, Green Party MLA candidate in Edmonton, Rutherford, first responder, disaster manager. It's at Jordan, uh, M, uh, at Jordan for MLA. And he says, can confirm, since being on unpaid leave from my fire department, I put my name in to pause my campaign and fight these fires. Government of, of, government of Alberta called, checked off all the boxes for skills and training. I was told I would go, would be contacted by AEMA. Prepared myself and family, then nothing. This is not good. This is the, remember, I get that, you know, I get that there's a campaign going on, but really couldn't you, couldn't they just literally pause the campaign right now? And, and Daniel Smith should be saying, okay, look, I'm, I'm gonna, I, I can't campaign right now. I need to see that our people are taken care of. She's not doing that. I know. And here's the thing, right? Meanwhile, in Ottawa, you have the Conservatives besides themselves, completely apoplectic that mm. the Prime Minister dared to take a trip to Asia to go to the G7. He's jet-setting and hobnobbing it. And, and if he didn't go, they'd shit all over him for not going. Right. And But when it comes to talking about their provincial French-kissing cousins... Yeah, no, nothing. 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 Curious. Just curious. Um, speaking of uh, things uh, that might be difficult uh, for conservatives, so he's got Danielle, uh, who he's you know, not trying to take on, <laughs> I guess, as part of uh, some of the smell and the taint onto him. Uh, but there's another thing going on with, um, guess who's back? Back again, again, again. Bernier's back, back, back. Tell a friend uh, with him uh, running in Manitoba. Now you have to wonder, right? Candace Bergen was winning that seat with seventy percent last time. She got fifty something percent, and I guess she got scared and didn't want to run again. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they're hearing stuff fraud. on the ground. Well, that too, but I don't know if they're hearing stuff on the ground because, as Kit James said yesterday, right? It's a uh, or the two days ago. It's an extremely strategic decision from Bernier to go there. It's very very smart for him to do that politically, um, and it's a by election, right? 
So there's a lot of things that can happen here, right? There could be less interest from the conservatives because they've already got it. Uh, you can have a particularly motivated group, which are the anti-vax people, which was kind of interesting because uh, they spent the entire pandemic wanting to move past where we were. And now that mm-hmm. we are moved past where we were, they're still stuck there. This goes to show that the prison is the greatest mind. Is the, the greatest prison is the mind. Oh yeah. So they're they're still stuck there. We've moved forward, and they're still stuck there. Uh, but if they really wanted to send a big fu to Trudeau, because I mean they bought the flags and they bought the bumper stickers and they bought the T-shirts, so I mean, wouldn't this be a perfect opportunity? It's a by-election. You're electing someone for only two years, and what big way, better way to give a big fu to the prime minister than to elect Max rather than a conservative? Even the conservatives there might want to vote Max just to send an fu as a signal. Mm-hmm. But if that happens, then what happens to the conservative party? Turmoil, splintered, yeah, splintered. Uh, how does that? How do they campaign? The last by-election in Ontario, Skippy knew that wasn't going to go his way. He didn't even bother to show up for his candidate at all. Will Skippy show up in the writing? Are we going to get a preview of what the next election is going to be, the PPC versus uh, CPC battle? I mean, for the extreme right wing, the liberals and the NDP don't really have a chance in that writing, so they can just sit back and take notes as they slug it out. So the question is, how hard is PP really going to fight for the seat? How involved is he going to get? How nasty is he going to try to outcompete Bernie on the cray? Well, that's a that's a very good question. Because that will create hours of video for campaigns. Oh, that just create content for us. <laughs> uh, James says Max and Bernier will be on Blackballed in two weeks. So I guess he decided to do your show. <laughs> <laughs> he probably doesn't feel welcome here. Yeah, he would have been very welcome. I mean, that's like hey, we we've had Bert Chen. Yeah, Bert's a and Bert's we've, a had Charles, we've had Charles Adler. Yeah. Okay. We, we've had people that are conservative-minded on the show. They've always been very, very, very well received. Well, and let's, let's consider something, though. Um, Charles Adler is a progressive individual. And yes, always but, there was, but there was a time. There was a time, yeah. yeah. Where he was m- a little more strident. Mm-hmm. Yes. But I right? think he... We had he Michael liked, Corrin, yeah. Reverend Michael Corrin, who made a complete... Change about face, yeah, right. Because they've they've seen what this uh, bowel movement, because I don't know what else to call it, because it is just a pile of fecal matter, of of the current crop of cons are doing to the country and doing to people who are just trying to live their lives. So yeah, I mean he would he would have been. Yeah, he would have. So no, he would have been very well received. We would have been extremely polite. I, I would have had some pointed questions. You know, I would have asked about some inconsistencies that I that I see, but you know, I wouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. You said no, 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 no. I wouldn't think it wouldn't have been a cross examination. No, of course just, not. Like, of course, just explain this to me in terms I can understand because I just don't get it. Yeah. And you know, and it's just yeah. Oh, James well, goes, oh, snap, I haven't asked yet. I will, I promise. Oh, okay. We thought that you had asked. And he said, uh, no, but how about I do yours again? <laughs> I like yours. Well, let's go back and so to Bert. And so he should. Let's go back to Bert Chen for a minute. And remember, he, Bert, Bert's a solid guy. Solid mm-hmm. guy. And he's a good person. And you have to remember, you have to remember that even though he, he, well, to begin with, he's a progressive conservative, right? He believes in progressive policies. And, and which is why you and I, uh, like we're, the line is this thin and we're on, he's on one side, we're on the other. We're not far apart. No. Because he's progressive, centrist progressive, you know, conservative for sure, but, but doesn't believe in harming people for the sake of harming them. Right. Which is what we currently have right now. And of course, what's Pierre doing with people who have addictions, using them as a cudgel. Because he's got no policy. No, no. He's got no policy that'll do anything good. It will it will harm people. Yeah. So, you know, pay attention. Yeah, yeah. Oh, thank you, Linda. Hmm. 
said the Bertrand interview was well done. Perhaps people should go back and listen to it if you haven't. Thank you very much, Kit Linda. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, okay, it's an audio it comes, I will get Bernie on your show. Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I um, and uh, just a quick little note on uh, Alberta. Uh, at the moment, uh, the wildfires, of course, are still blazing. Uh, there are last last report I heard there were ninety two wildfires, uh, twenty six of them out of control. A few days ago, that was twenty one of them out of control. Uh, so things aren't getting better, and uh, there are reports of uh, new fires that started up in Saskatchewan now because there mm-hmm. were some in the early days that were controlled in the first three days, and we hadn't heard more, but. Again, in Saskatchewan. So now I think we said, I'm not sure the one in Nova Scotia has been put out yet. So we, uh, if that one's still burning, we've got uh, fires in Nova Scotia, in Saskatchewan, in Alberta, and British Columbia, and Northwest Territories, and flooding in BC and the Yukon. Yay! It's not burning, we're drowning. So we got the worst parts of the Bible right now, right? That's what we're going to Hey, I'm just, just, uh, locusts scheduled for 5 p.m. Okay, good to <laughs> I I have I'm 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 previewing some disturbing video here on another screen that was just sent to me. Um I'm I'm trying to make sense of it and uh it's troubling. It's um it, it uh, it's it's a traffic. So somebody is on the highway and, and and some I guess for want of a better term redneck in a in a big dodge pickup truck is rear-ending a guy at a hundred kilometers an hour on the highway and he's just darting in and out of traffic trying to get away yeah that's that's weird so i'm, I'm debating on whether or not i should post this maybe i'll yeah. save it for tomorrow yeah, and we'll I'll, yeah you and i'll look at it and review it before before yeah. we, you know because I mean, if, it, if if it's just a titillating thing, but there's no context to it, I don't see any reason. Yeah, it's it's a it's a road rage road rage incident in Edmonton. Um, mm. Maybe we'll, we'll I'll, I'll keep we'll it see. in the in the folder for now. We'll, we'll have a look at it. But um, yeah, one more thing about Alberta uh, that's a little interesting, and uh, there have been news about that uh, about Ontario as well. Uh, but uh, there's been something called the Alberta Surgical Initiative, which started about three years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Parkland Institute did a study of uh, what's been going on in the last three years. Now, this Alberta Surgical Initiative was something uh, where we're allowing more private delivery of public health care when it comes to mm-hmm. surgeries in order to reduce wait times. Well, uh, after three years, uh, other than for cataract surgeries, Wait times for other surgeries have not improved. At Tim all. Caulfield, who teaches health law at the University of Calgary, uh, says that uh, moving to this method is usually more expensive, is not more efficient, and studies have repeatedly shown that doubling down on privately delivered care uh, does not help. Um, there were numbers uh, similar to that in Ontario as well um, recently, uh, which I have a ton of notes and I really wish I could find them. But the only thing I can do is like look up Ontario through a find through all my files. and That's not going to bring me right to it. <laughs> yeah, that might take um, a little while. That may take a little while. Uh, but it was something like things were like 150% mm. more. Uh, so it's like one and a half times more expensive. And now that we have data from Alberta after three years, well, it doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a miserable failure is what it is. It has not improved the lives of anybody in the province. It's never going to work because it's a profit motivated business, which means that people suffer just so they can get a few extra points. Pretty much. Pretty much. So, uh, yeah, there we go. Uh, February 21st, truth and cost behind public payment for private surgeries. For example, uh, Ontario, whoops. There we go. Uh, This was uh, from uh, the Toronto Star in February 2023. The truth and the costs behind public payment for private surgeries. these uh, To address long wait times for surgery, several provinces, most recently Ontario, have introduced projects to increase the supply of surgical services by delivering them in private facilities outside a public hospital. The initiatives do not explicitly violate the Canada Health Act because they permit do not permit for private payment, but they seek to foster a market for private clinics to perform publicly insured surgical procedures. 
Whether private delivery is helpful depends entirely on what problem we think we're trying to solve. There's no dispute that adding additional capacity outside public hospitals will permit some people to access care faster, but there are legitimate questions about the impact on people who cannot access service in private facilities or the sustainability of the already stressed public hospitals that are now forced to compete with private clinics under the system for nurses, anesthetists, provincial funding for surgical services, and that type of uh, thing. Um, now there's a shortage of nurses, of course, which doesn't help. And uh, so let's see, we've got some data here. It should surprise nobody that waits are long for knee replacements, for example, if the province funds only 30,000 or so procedures each year, but 35,000 people need them. While the provinces should be applauded for funding more surgical procedures, why restrict new funding solely to private enterprises when many public hospitals have the capacity to provide more surgery with additional funding? So basically, we have hospitals and the operating rooms are empty mm. because mm. they funded 300 knee surgeries for the year. And okay, we've done the 300. There's still the, there's still the doctors, there's still the room. So instead of renting out the surgical rooms, yeah, they just People, let them sit empty. Like they just let them sit empty, and then they say, "Oh, well, private. Hey, you know, if you build your own surgical thing, then we'll, we'll theater will do that." All right, surgery is not hugely profitable at current provincial funding rates. For example, Ontario pays hospitals just over eight thousand dollars for the entire episode of care for knee replacement, which includes an implantable prosthesis costing more than two thousand five hundred. These margins could not possibly excite potential investors in private clinics. Hmm. So, um, I don't know, man. I don't know. And then March 14th, 2023, do private for-profit clinics save taxpayers money and reduce times? The data says no. So this is, so the Alberta initiative is the second one. There's a lot of talk these days. This is a CBC talk about the increased role for private healthcare clinics in Canada, sparked by Premier Doug Ford's plans to significantly increase the number of Ontario surgeries. Well, in fact, data from BC and other countries suggest private for-profit surgery clinics will likely increase the true cost of the taxpayer. Um, according to Dr. Melanie Bichard, a pediatrician at CHEO, I honestly wouldn't know how to address questions about privatization without first asking if you mean financing or delivery. Now, that matters. For example, mm. data opt obtained from the Canadian Institute for Health Information, or CAIHI, shows that knee replacement surgery in a public hospital paid by the province costs about 10000 The same surgery in a private clinic can reportedly cost patients up to 28000 28000 Versus 1000 So that's wow. 280% increase. Wow. So that 280% increase is money. So you're 28,000, 10,000. That's so you're basically getting one for pretty much the price of three. Mm -hmm. No wonder they keep on going to Daddy Trudeau and go, uh, I lost the money. Can I have more, please? Yeah. Why? Uh, I chose to pay 280% over price for it. Can I have more, please? And because I'm a conservative and I'm good with money. See, that's the thing. They they want to control the purse strings because they're good with money. You're good at giving it to wealthy people to make them wealthier. That's Can what I they're good more? at. And a cheeseburger, please? Can I have cookie too? Please? God. I manage money real good. <clears throat> Seriously. It's... Seriously. <sighs> Why pay ten thousand when you could pay twenty eight? Yeah, that sounds like a good deal. Just like Alberta. one for three or three for ten. Just like Daniel Smith with the arena, it was a thirty million dollar spread that left. But hey, let's throw three hundred million dollars to cover thirty million dollars spread. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to pad the pockets of my wealthy friends here while they give them uh, money to build a for profit franchise that the public will pay for. Was that like, doesn't work for me. It was like Nate said on their show, right? So like Daniel Smith went up to the, to the owners and said, would you like to pay more? They said, no. <laughs> he went to the city. Would you like to pay more? And they said, no. <laughs> so then as they said, okay, we'll throw in more. Yeah. Gee, wow, you drove a real hard bargain there, Danny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, the, the whole system is just so bloody corrupt. It's just such a freaking mess. And I just, 
some days, and today is one of those days where I am exasperated at it all, because please tell me how it is that people who work for us, they are our public servants that we elected. Well, whether you voted for them or not, it's relevant because we, the people, elected them. Right. They just continue to rob us blind. Now, isn't that the definition of insanity to keep doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result when, well, it's just not going to happen. Gretchen, stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's not going to happen. End stage capitalism. I mean, we've been talking about late stage capitalism. I think you're right. This is end stage capitalism. Yeah. And, and these numbers get better. In 2011, the Vancouver Island Health Authority dropped plans to outsource MRI scans because they were more expensive in the private for-profit sector. More recently, Fraser Health, one of the BC Health Authorities, purchased two private MRI outpatient clinics, bringing them back into the public system as part of the strategy to cut healthcare wait times. There you go. There you go. That's mm-hmm. how you do it. In 2014, Quebec ended contracts with two private surgical centers for cataract and other surgeries because the cost per case were lower in the public system. So we've tried this before. It didn't you know, work. We tried it before. And then we keep on saying, oops, that didn't work. It showed that Ontario, which wants to follow the lead of other provinces, actually had the shortest waiting times in Canada for hip and knee replacement surgeries in 2021-2022. 73% of Ontario's patients received knee replacement surgery within six months. So we're doing better. So he had to fix that. He may, he's made decisions to bring us back down to the national average. I've got to. Thanks, Doug. By comparison, patients in provinces outsourcing surgeries to for-profit clinics waited longer. In British Columbia, only 70% of patients received knee replacements within six months, while in Alberta, it was 53% and in Quebec, 48%. Only in cataract surgery did Ontario lag behind with 60% of surgeries being done within the 16-week benchmark. I've got something here that's interesting that just came across my feed from the Globe and Mail. Right. Um, Polyev, or Poliver, or Polyev's jail, not bail idea may not pass constitutional muster. Of course it's not. Of course it's not. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. A repeat violent offender newly arrested for another serious violent offense will have to serve their entire period in jail, he told reporters in Ottawa on Tuesday. Not bail, not early parole. Parole, that's common sense. You can't do that. Well, here's the thing. It's like Boris Spitansky, a criminal defense lawyer, said legisla- legislation that would deny some accused people access to bail hearings would not pass constitutional muster. Right. So this is the freedom guy, right? The freedom guy is going to make powerful paychecks, bring home. He wants to bring everything home. He wants to give you a powerful paycheck. He wants to remove the gatekeepers while being a gatekeeper, while denying you of constitutional rights that inmates do have. Yes, his, his three-word plan. Lock them up. It doesn't work. It never has. It's been proven time and time again. Make we discussed it yesterday. Remove the Jesus gatekeeper. Christ. Can, Send can, me money. And, and it's Find all these position. nanosecond wins that he gets that, that are, are, are falling on the ears of the people that are hearing the things they need to hear. They're hearing them from him. These are the things they need to hear. But the problem is they're not getting the whole story. They don't know the truth behind what he's trying to pull. And he's going to, he's, he's getting votes by lying to people, even though there's no election right now, but there are people who are ready to vote for him, even though they don't live in his riding. So they technically can't vote for him. They can vote for their conservative uh, MP in their riding, wherever they are in the country. And, and they think they're voting for him. So they don't even understand how our system works to begin with number one. And number two, they're not getting the whole story. They're not getting the truth. They're getting these little sound bites that makes them look like a winner or a victor. And people, a, a fellow that works with me said, I really like this guy and what he has to say. And I go, he's a bad man. He goes, really? He, he seems to really have his stuff. I'm like, no. Oh, no. So I sent him a bunch of articles and then he responded to me. He's like, holy crap, I had no idea. I go, of course you didn't, because you, like so many more people in this country, do not have the time to sit down and go through all the news articles. Mm -hmm. You get the highlights that are presented to you by conservative-run publications and media conglomerates that tell you what they want you to hear. You're not getting the full story, and it scares the living shit out of me 
Because if this man ever were to become prime minister, say goodbye to Canada. Say goodbye to the country you know and love because it will cease to exist under him. He will do exactly what Stephen Harper said. You won't recognize Canada when I'm done. Well, this rat bastard son of a gun, because I'm not going to call his mama B, will destroy this country. And, and, I mean, and he just keeps, he throw, you know, the, again, the freedom guy, the remove the gatekeepers guy wants to be a gatekeeper and wants to rob you of your freedom. Yeah. Build more homes, free up Bitcoin. Three word slogans. I mean, look, we have it right here, Mr. Grizzly, right here. I don't see anything. Right. Oh, there we are. Right, right there. It's like out of touch, out of touch, out of touch turtle ODP gives supposedly safe tax funded drugs to addicts. The proof is in. The drugs are not safe. Addicts are reselling them to kids and using profits to buy deadly fentanyl. No. The drugs are safe if they sell them and buy something else with it. It's the drugs they've bought <laughs> that are not safe, not the drugs that they got. My common sense plan and tax funded drugs put dollars into rehab to bring our loved ones home drug free. That's not a plan. No. That's why people are getting suckered, though. Well, and tax funded yeah. drugs put dollars into rehab. They're like, well, yeah, that sounds great. But that's not a plan. Yeah. That's not a plan. A it's plan not. has deadlines and dates and money and dollar amounts associated and strategies and tactical. That's not a plan. No, that is he's not, not going to help anybody. He's going to lock them up and throw away the key. And we know that's never worked. Man. If it did, if it, if it worked, if it actually worked, wouldn't America be the safest country in the world? Because they have the largest prison population. Oh, wait, that's the prison industrial complex where they use slave labor. Hmm. Yeah, I said that yeah. because it's true. It's true. That's it's true. true, people. It's called the prison industrial complex for a reason. Yeah. For-profit prisons. Yeah. And I've got uh, one more data point on the healthcare thing that'll blow okay. your mind. In one study which tracked seven years of outsourcing between 2013 and 2020 from Britain's National Health Service, mm -hmm. the NHS, which is one of the better ones across the world, yes. to the private sector, researchers found that every 1% increase in private for-profit services corresponded to deaths going up by 0.38% per 100,000 people. Based on that data, the researchers believe for-profit care could have been responsible for 547 excess deaths between 2014 and 2019. So it costs more, you don't get in faster, and you're more likely to die. Yeah, that sounds like a winning plan. Not. Can I have more of that? Well, that monkeys fly crazy. out of my butt. Num, Good num, num, God. Num. You know that under the NHS too, by the way, that also so, call, uh, covers dental care. And you know, remember John Lennon with the granny glasses, the round glasses? He, yeah. Those were issued by the NHS. Yep. So the NHS, you know, if you need glasses, you will get glasses from the state. Are they the latest, most fat? No, but they function. And let's face it, I ordered a new pair of glasses the other day. I should receive them today. They cost me $170. That's... Not cheap, but it's affordable. I got the extra coatings, the extra, th but I also ordered them from zennyoptical.com. Yes. Because if I tried to order them from my local optical dispensary, I was looking at almost a thousand dollars. Yep. Because yep. it's Luxottica that makes them and they own 90% of the industry. Right. So, you know somebody who is disadvantaged uh, and I'm not advantaged, but you know, I can afford a $200 pair of glasses, but somebody who can't even afford that has to do without. Oh, and yep. by the way, folks, for those who might not realize it, this is a mobility device. Yes. Just like a cane or a wheelchair or a walker or a scoot. This is a mobility device because I can't drive a car without it. Right. And walking without it, I can't see signs. This is a mobility device. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I need it. Yeah. Um, Mr. Grizzly, do we have uh, some time or? I'm afraid no. We got to get rolling. Sorry about that. No. Okay, Sorry. No so we, uh, we won't talk about that. We, we got lots of time tomorrow. We'll save it for tomorrow. All right. Kits, um, that's the end of our show today. 
we hope that you enjoyed listening to us because we certainly enjoyed making this for you. Even um, though we were very mellow this morning. We were very mellow this morning. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you would think of reports that uh, after seeing all this health data and all this health information that it's no good. They say, hey, let's do this. Anyway, it would have me a slap my tail against the water a little more in this morning than it does. Just, we're we're but, exhausted. We're exhausted. Yeah. But I'll be fired up tomorrow with a full carafe of coffee. <laughs> Trust me, I'm hopping up. I'm hopping up and down inside, kids. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, exterior. Yes. Remember that sharing is caring, and a word of mouth is priceless. So let your peeps know about us. And we have Dan saying, "Vote, vote, 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 vote." Yes, yes. Please, please. Thank do. you, Jillian. Absolutely. Uh, what does Jillian say? Sorry. Good, Good luck, luck at work, at work. Yes, indeed. Linda, more swearing. <laughs> she sent us money so that we'll swear more. God damn it. There you go, Lynn. Gold, darn it. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, if you really like if you really like this bleeping podcast, you can bleeping find us on the Cryer Media Network as all as, as well as all bleeping beaver grizzly friendly <laughs> platforms. Stars and bleeping reviews are bleeping appreciated. <laughs> Do you like dags? Dags? I like dags. <laughs> we love to hear from you. <laughs> you got Dan going, fuck shit, damn. <laughs> the seven words you can't say on television, now you can. We really love to hear from you, shithead, so please reach us. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. We really um, love to hear from you. So please reach us on our Facebook at True North Eager Beaver, uh, at our, on our Twitter feed at True Eager, or by email at truenorthegerbeaver.gmail.com. Uh, you can subscribe via a pod page, uh, podpage.com, the True North Eager Beaver. You got Kit Dan apologizing to your mom now. <laughs> <laughs> dropping the f-bomb in the chat and well, read it. <laughs> why not also subscribe to our true north eager beaver media incorporated youtube channel uh kit lane i'm sure will tell you to smash that button and uh subscribe and if you happen not to be listening to us on our youtube channel uh if you could go there and click the subscribe button well that's very helpful so do the neighborly thing would you Thanks. Um, I'm not sure if I gave the address for the pod page. So it's podpage.com slash the true north eager beaver, lowercase letters with the hyphen between each one of those words. And if I had, then, well, the address is so nice, I gave it to you twice. We can't do this without your kind and generous support. So if you feel that we've done a particularly good show for you this morning, yeah, well, you can uh, scan that little thing that will just magically appear. Boom. There you go. See how I do that? Magic hands. Uh, right by Mr. Grizzly's head. Mr. Dress Up. <laughs> and that will take you to our emergency hot chocolate Guinness Caesar coffee fund. Because we need to keep hydrated. And that's our staff. Right? It's our staff. Keeps us fueled. And if you're listening, well, then you go to coffee. K-O-F-I or Kofi. KO-FI.com slash eager beaver, all in one word, lowercase letters. And that's where you can make your donation uh, to make sure that, well, we don't get parched before our show tomorrow. So that would be a terrible thing. This is true. That would be a terrible thing. Ah, all right. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, until next time, dear kitties and cubbies, it can be a tough world out there. So please be kind to and gentle with yourself. And um, a special note today. Uh, for people who may be struggling a little more than usual, um, I've had some uh, exchanges with some friends who are going through some very, 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 very tough times. And um, mm -hmm. the world's a better place with you in it. Please stick around. You're loved. You're needed. Um, yeah. Stick around. It gets better. It does. it does. It's tough. I get it. I get it. And, I really do. And but please stay. Stay with us. And if you need a friend to talk to, I'm right here. Yeah. And uh, uh, my life would be way, way poor, way poor without you in it. I know that sounds selfish on my part. No, that's, that's cool, man. Yeah. It would be. So, um, if any of you are going through this this moment there is help please reach out do not suffer in silence talk to someone uh, 
pick up a help phone line, call a friend, do, but talk it through and keep talking, keep talking till the, the moment passes. Don't shut up. Just keep talking. All right. And, and remember, and remember, and this is important. If, if your mind is so occupied by what it is that you're going through and you don't want to talk about that, you don't have to. You can talk about whatever you need to, to get through that moment. I know I've lived it hundreds of times. I'll live it again. Keyword here is live it. Yeah. And if the motivation is, you know, motivation is tough, but if you can get out there and get some physical exercise, it's one of it the helps. best things that you can do. All right. Something that and brings you joy and something that gets you moving. All right. I love you, Mr. Grizzly. Please roll the credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. Thank you to all the kids who have been wishing a happy birthday to my beaver, sweetie. Thank you so much. You're so great. I love you guys. I'm, I'm really hungry right now. Yeah, me too. But I'm at that. You ever get that? You ever get so hungry that you feel nauseous? Yes. That's yes. where I am. That right is now. not it's a like, good feeling. No, I'm like, I'm starving. But if I eat anything, mm-hmm. and I look at food right now and it's like, mm-hmm. I'm very, but I'm starving. That feeling. I'm right there right now. No. Oh, God, I'm sending you a good bye, my friend. I think the walk to work will help. All right. All right. See you. Bye, everyone. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com.